Welcome to another edition of Interviewing the Legends, brought to you by the Publicity Works Agency, devoted to promoting musicians and authors worldwide. Call us today at 941-877-1552 to start your free publicity evaluation. Remember, we shine only when we make you shine. Please welcome the host of Interviewing the Legends, music journalist, author, and entrepreneur, Ray Shasho. Hello once again, everyone. I'm your host, Ray Shasho. Welcome to another edition of Interviewing the Legends on BBS Radio TV, brought to you by the Rockstar Chronicles, Series 1, my new book featuring over 45 intimate conversations with the greatest music legends the world will ever know, available now at bookbaby.com and amazon.com. Nad Sylvan was born in the USA, but raised in Sweden by his grandparents. He began playing the piano at the age of four, and started composing almost immediately. His first performance at age eight ended very suddenly with Nat fainting over the keys from sheer... No, I threw up. A great way to start. Having worked with ABBA's Michael B. Tretto, uh, being in, in and out of various bands, trying to write hit songs, but never being in sync with time. Nat's dreams of success had almost come to an end when he was accidentally lured back into the prog rock scene, which I'm glad. In 2008, Nad was involved with the highly acclaimed Unifon album, a project of original music playing homage to the 70s era Genesis. The Unifon album and in particular Nad's voice, often described as a mix of Peter Gabriel and Collins, caught the attention of Rowan Stoich of the Flower Kings and Transatlantic. Together, they form Agents of Mercy in 2009 and have released three albums to date, The Fading Ghost of Twilight, uh, Dramarama, and The Black Forest, as well as touring extensively. Then one day, an email arrived in Nad's invoice. Hi, Nad. This is Steve Hackett. Acclaimed by many to be Genesis' finest album, Selling England by the Pound, will be performed by Hackett and Company in its entirety. Supported by some of the best musicians on the planet, Steve's unique guitar work remains the fulcrum on which this challenging and exhilarating show is balanced. In addition, Hackett will perform sections from Seconds Out, Rescheduled in the U.S. shows begin April 2022, including four dates in Florida. Please welcome U.S.-born Swedish progressive rock singer, musician, and songwriter, who is currently the vocalist in Steve Hackett's band Genesis Revisited, 
Ned Sylvan to interviewing the legends. Hello, Ned. Enjoy your dinner. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry about that coincide with my dinner, but I'll just eat slowly so I will not chew while I'm talking. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I've done I've done interviews. I did um uh what's her name? I forgot. Oh, Beth Hart, the the blues singer, and she was cooking in the kitchen and you can hear pans rattling and and it, it and I've heard I've had interviews with dog barking in the background. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it, did you ever have an interview with someone masturbating? No. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's next up. Who knows? Uh, you're not doing that now as what as long as while you eat, are you? Well, you never know with me. You never know. That's funny. I want to talk about the new album first. The the uh, it's Spiritus Mundi or Monday. I say Monday. I think Monday. it depends on where you are, where you're from. Right. It's it's five stars all the way, man. It's an incredible album. I love it. Thank you. Um, what can I say? Um, the fans have really taken it to their hearts and I wasn't sure you know because um, it's a quite big leap from the previous three ones but uh, I, I put it in the same category um, as like Trick of the Tale of Genesis because I I love that album and, and this album inspired me like that album it's that good hmm. well I'm speechless because Trick of the Tale is part of the you know prog it's a chapter to me in mm-hmm. the prog bible you know when it doesn't get much better than that so um being compared with stuff like that is you know to me is is quite surreal but it's it's a wonderful wonderful um what do you say compliment compliment yeah yeah mm-hmm. well the title was a term used by WB Yeats and it describes, I guess, the collective soul of the universe. Yeah. It means the spirit of the world. If you want to, um, you know, go, <clears throat> go a bit deeper. And uh, um, spirit is of course means spirit and Mundi means world mm-hmm. in Latin. And it's, it's just, um, it's from, from the first, from the, from the introduction song, not the intro, the, the second coming, the first track. It's a line from there. And I also put that in later in the album, on The Witch and the Mermaid. I inserted Spiritus Mundi mm-hmm. as a reminder, as a reminder just between those two songs that are being linked together. And it sounds almost like a, you know, choir monk, monk choir in the, like a, you know, in a, like in a big church or something. I think mm-hmm. it's a one, that's my favorite moment of the whole album. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's an incredible album. Uh, is it Andrew Latris? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, exactly. Now, Andrew's the composer on on. Is it all the songs or most of the songs? We co-wrote these songs. Okay, they, good. They, they 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 derive from ideas of his, mm-hmm. but they were by no means finished songs when we started to work with them. They was just, I'd say, he's basically responsible for. The melodies and the chords on the whole album where, where I elaborated and, and altered things or whatever. Because he would give me maybe like, you know, two minutes worth of, of music and I would 
expand on it and extend the piece so it turned into like a five or six minute song <clears throat> so that's how it worked but the reviews have been outstanding i mean i i you know looking on youtube amazon it's incredible i mean uh i don't think you did a lot of promotion on this album either it didn't seem like it i think it's um, well i've done what i could you know um Inside Out, I think, has sh- shaped up their act a bit when it comes to promotion. There, I even mm-hmm. saw it was, um, the drummer of, of Saga, Mike mm-hmm. Thorne, sent me a photo because he lives in Germany now. He got married and got a kid in Germany. And he sent me a photo of a billboard at a train station with my album. So, you know, maybe not, they're not Ooh. doing it everywhere, but in Germany they did. I've got Michael Sadler coming up soon on on the show. He's such a sweet man. He's such a sweet man. Michael Sadler is one of my favorite guys out there because he's so supportive, so Mm -hmm. kind. Um, I even called him on New Year's Eve. We talked for a bit. What was the... uh, the, How are things in Sweden, by the way, with the lockdown and all that? Uh, Are you guys free to do whatever you want now or...? We have pretty much been free to do more than maybe the rest of Europe. I mean, you know, it has its pros and cons. We have a very high death rate, but it's gone down substantially now since we all gotten the first jab. Mm-hmm. We're getting the second one next week. Um, but to tell you the truth, I, I haven't seen much of it because, as always, I'm at home working on something. Right. And I. And occasionally, when I go to the grocery, I, I yeah, I do wear my fa- face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take precautions like like we all should. Uh, but I don't see that many wearing the masks. You know, that is a bit intimidating. Like people still don't understand what's going on. People are not that bright always, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry to say, I would love to say otherwise. But mm-hmm. anyway. I never got affected by the COVID. I, I didn't. I didn't get sick. Um, right. But very sadly, a neighbor of mine, just two two houses down the road, died one month ago from COVID at oh, sixty six. Yeah, that was that was really oh. sad because it was one of the one of the guys down here. You know. Huh. Yeah. So I was, but you know, I've been cautious. I've been very right. cautious. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, we got me and my wife got all the shots, and Florida's. Very relaxed now. There, there's no restriction on masks anymore. So we're doing pretty good down here. I just hope that we can get over there and play soon. Yeah. You know, yeah, you'll be coming uh, to Clearwater, I believe. That's that's we're com- close to me. We're coming to clear. We're coming to Florida next year. Mm-hmm. About this, mm-hmm. I think. I think it is in May or April. I got the schedule, but- and it's a it's a pretty lengthy tour. Yeah, it well, you be. haven't seen all the you haven't seen all the dates yet. There are more to come. Oh, there are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only guys that are really strict right now is Canada. I, I talked to Frank Marino, who played with Mahogany Rush, and he's he's ready to leave Canada. It's that bad. I mean, he lives in Montreal, and they, there's a lot of restrictions. They still have a curfew. Uh, if you're out during the curfew, they'll fine you like six hundred dollars. Wow, it's yeah, it's pretty pretty strict. Frank Marino, that rings a bell, wasn't he with a band called Angel? No, that that was um, 
I forgot his name. Punky Meadows, I think. That was no, Punky. no, no. Yeah, I, I know Punky was in there, but I think the singer mm-hmm. was Frank Marino. It could be. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. There was another Frank Marino. Yeah. Okay, okay. There you go. Yeah. This Frank was in Mahogany Rush. He did a lot of Hendrix covers in the beginning. Good guy. Yeah. Well, so this, just gonna, the track list. Just, go ahead. I'm just going to let the cat out. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a joke. Yeah. She, after she had her dinner, she always wanted to go out on the balcony. Because it's been raining all day. Like, really? really? Yeah, it's been raining heavily all day. And she's kind of frustrated because she doesn't want to get wet. How many cats do you have? Just a one? Just, or? Yeah. just one. I got a cousin in Baltimore who's got nine. Oh, <laughs> that's quite a handful. Yeah. But cats are easy, you know? They, they don't... Oh. Require a lot of attention, like dogs. <laughs> no, no, I love my cat. My cat is just, she's just, she never ruined, she's never ruined anything in my house. Not even a scratch anywhere. And she's just a timid little girl. Mm-hmm. But she's a mass murderer. <laughs> she brings in, she brings in mice and, and, and the occasional fl- bird. Which really is frustrating, you know. You know, we, but, we forget that they're related to lions and tigers, you know, and they get they interesting. <laughs> and it's funny. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I want to talk about it, the album again. Um, the Second Coming. Yes. Great track. It's a favorite. It's the opening of the album. Uh, incredible. I've got a lot of favorites on this album. That's one of them. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Uh, another favorite, "Sailing to Byzantium." That's the one was, I'm making. That's the one I'm making a video right now. Should be awesome. ready to. Go. You got two videos out there right now from the album, right? I got three or four. Oh, there's more. Okay. There, there is the hawk. There is you've mm-hmm. got to find a way. There is the fisherman. Right. Uh, at least uh, three. There might be one more, but I, I just too tired to remember. <laughs> I just saw the two. I saw the hawk and the fisherman. I think I don't think I saw another one anywhere. I got you, 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 the first one came out in December. You've got to find a way, which is a bonus track. Well, this is a singles version, so it doesn't have the same intro. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Byzantium was an ancient yes. city in Greece. Um, it became known as Constantinople, which is Istanbul, today, I guess today. Today cool. system, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. And that's a great track. It's a fantastic track. Uh, Cap and Bells, another mm-hmm. one. Another favorite. Very cool bass. Is that Tony on that? that that's Tony, yeah. But yeah. with my but with my arrangement, I told him to play like that. So you had to go like that. Mm-hmm. But he was free to do whatever he liked in Byzantium. He, he that's his bass. Or his you know, his own lines. But Captain Bells was the most challenging song to produce and arrange. Really? It took for, it took forever, and then, oh huh. yeah, the, the vocals, lead vocals, took forever to really nail to get them exactly like I wanted them. Either I was sick or you know too tired or I couldn't mm-hmm. hear myself work. Well. Just, but eventually it worked. And the mastering of that song, now I went to master it. Douglas Carr is the guy who mastered the album. Mm-hmm. It's so meticulous. You know, this is the way it could go. I, I would send him a mix, and he said, "If you take down, you know, around two thousand k on the on the on the backing vocals, then I can enhance some of the other 
<laughs> treble, some of the other treble on, on, on the track and, and it will sound fantastic, but you need to take that down just right there. And said, oh my goodness, you know, so he's so, so it's about compromising stuff, but at yeah. the end, it's, it's sound, it, that, that track has some depth. When you listen to the drums when they come in mm-hmm. and the, the kick drum, along with the bass when Tony comes in and starts playing more aggressively during the piano solo it's such a depth in this sound image it's like whoa it's got it's it's like you know somewhere down deep down in the abyss of the big sea extraordinary sound yeah incredible track it's a good track one uh one song that everybody is hooked on is the stolen child you got so much response from that tune that's a track that Douglas Carl Master said, I get a little feeling of a hit here. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what, I right. always, I always get these premonitions. Sure. No, it hasn't turned out to a big hit yet, but it has some sort of sentimental vibe to it that I love. And it's very rustique and very rural sounding. It's almost like you're singing in an old barn where the creek is running outside. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. really rural. And it's it's got a lovely poem. Again, you know those those poems are just incredibly well written, and I, I absolutely adore that track. I mean, I, I too, I'm a huge fan of the album. I, you know, I, I don't dare to play it because I I get scared of listening to it. I get scared. What am I going to do after this? I better forget about this album. Yes, yeah, that, that could be. That could be the album. Now, I think you'll get better and better as you go along. <laughs> Actually, there is there is a video of The Stolen Child. That was the one I forgot to tell you about. Right. Yeah. That's a great uh, video, by the way. You know, a lot of people have compared your voice to a lot of other people. And you got a perfect prog voice. Perfect. I mean, I, I love prog. Prog's my you know, n- number one love in music. I've always been into it forever and ever. Yes, but they compare you to, of course, Peter Gabriel. I mean, you, 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 you know, you sound wonderful in Genesis and Genesis Revisited. And there's a little Cat Stevens, they say. There's a little yeah. Steve Winwood, and there's yes. a little bit of the Straubs. You know, I can hear all that in your voice. Mm-hmm. But you got such a natural voice for progressive rock. It's, it's amazing. Well, <clears throat> well thank you. I- I think on this album, I, I, I focused on maybe not belting it out, you know, too much, right. but right. more being a bit, bit more down on my baritone register. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I think now that I, 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 I believe I sound the best when I'm a bit more down there, you know. Yeah. Um, sounds more convincing to my ears, at least. And uh, some of my fans before say, oh, you sound so great when you say, you know, like I did a ballad called What Have You Done? I'm, Two mm-hmm. albums prior, where I sing really deep, you know, but kind of deep, and I, that this struck a chord with me, and I thought, okay, I'm going to make a poetic album. I better make it sensitive and intimate. And you can't be intimate if you're belting it out; it's impossible. So you have to, uh, you have to be a bit more. Uh, bit more near the microphone and lots of air and, mm-hmm. uh, because you're supposed to deliver a great poem and uh, so 
if you don't shout, you can do so much more with your voice and, and every sentence you can really um, express yourself in a very convincing way by singing, really try to put your mind behind the, the lyrics. And right. that was easier to do than I thought, I must say. Uh, because maybe I was singing those keys, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's a uh, very good video track. Uh, like I said, lots of responses from that video. It's incredible. And uh, to an isle in the water, another great track. That's my um, probably one of my absolute favorite ones. Really, when it comes when it well, especially when it comes to the vocal delivery, because there's so much emotion. Um, I almost like it, you know, if you listen to uh, you listen to Joni Mitchell and you listen to mm-hmm. her, her, you know, what is it, late sixties, early seventies version of Both Sides Now, right? You compare that to the Chainsmoker with 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 the orchestra recorded about roughly twenty years ago when she's singing it live. Uh, all those years that she lived, she has a pattern on her voice. You know, it's a it's a deeper, more husky voice, mm-hmm. much more expressive, and that's kind of I kind of feel that's close to where I've gotten with my singing now. It's like you can you can tell that I. I'm a bit older now, you know, I'm turning 62 next week. We're the um, same age. <laughs> yeah, cool. We're a few months yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah, I'm June the 4th is my birthday. I'm January. Yeah. Okay, so you're Capricorn boy. Well, actually, Aquarius. January Aquarius. Okay, yeah. right, cool, good. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, with life experience, uh, because me personally, I've sung many, many years and, Mm-hmm. It starts to show little, little, you know, what do you say, scars in the voice, if you like. Um, uh, it's been a, it's been a very rough, tough life for me. I have some, you know, went through many turmoils and 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 just it's, it's been up and down. Let's say, like mm-hmm. like most people's lives, if you live this long, right? And I kind of feel that you know you get emotional and it, and, and it sort of reflects in the singing. When you're 15, you don't have that life experience, you know, so you can't. You just sound pristine, pristine, and and maybe crystal clear, but with life experience, it adds a bit of pattern in the voice. And I, I personally, I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I personally think I sound better now than I have before. Mm-hmm. That's my, my my personal opinion. Well, to an eye on the water, you're, you're right. It's a very soft track, um, very emotional. You know, yeah, it, yeah. There's some nice passages there in, in falsetto and uh, mm-hmm. very tender. No, no, I'm very, very fond of that track, I must say. And orchestration is quite lovely, too. The bonus tracks, um, you've got to find a way. And mm-hmm. to a child dancing in the wind. Which yes. is also another beautiful track as well. Are the bonus tracks on the album? Are they on the album? They're on the CD version of the album. The They're not on the okay. vinyl. They, they, they didn't fit into the vinyl version. So, but everyone okay. who purchases a vinyl will always get this bonus CD, right? Where you can hear those tracks as well. So, but yeah, to an island. Sorry, uh, to a child dancing in the wind. That's the one that mm-hmm. Steve Hackett plays, plays twelve string. You can you can hear it's him. You know the way he plays it. 
and um, also, uh, yeah, that's the song I think I have the deepest voice mm-hmm. ever on. on it's a yeah, it's a gorgeous track. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, album. Yeah, it's placid. It's placid. It's very, very tender and intimate. Well, I'm going to put it in the same category as Trick of the Tail and also Chris Squire's Fish Out of Water. That's another one of my favorite albums. So those I don't hear are now. Sim- Do you really hear any similarity to Chris's album? I don't I, I never thought of it. Is that just, more the par- just just the emotional emotion of the, the whole album and the and the musicianship, you know, from everyone. You know, you know, my person, I, how I would link it to. I don't know if you would agree with me. But there are bits of the album that I would link to Elton John's second album, the black one, mm-hmm. with your song and border song and right, the early stuff. Six, yeah, there's got some atmosphere in there. You know, sixty years on, I feel mm-hmm. they're very close to the realist on my album. There's something very majestic or magical and very sparse at the same time. Right. Yeah. I want to mention uh, some of the players on the album, give them some credit. Of course, there's, there's you, you do lead vocals, backing vocals, keyboards, electric guitar, bass, drums, orchestration. Oh. <laughs> do you really well, need I, everybody else? I really don't do any drums apart from, from no? a program. I programmed the drums for Byzantium. That's just a kick okay. drum that's been programmed. And mm-hmm. and then the drums on the Fisherman is me too, but playing around with loops basically. But, you know, that I'm the one who handled the drums. So it's it's me there. But yeah, well, you know, I always played a lot of instruments on my records. That's amazing. Andrew does uh, steel string, 12 string acoustic, uh, keyboards, I guess, and backing. But Andrew plays just a little bit of keyboards. I believe it's in the first track. He puts down mm-hmm. a little bit of electric piano and some some other samples. But the rest of the keyboard work is all me. Okay. And of course, Steve Hackett does the twelve string acoustic guitar. Yes. On the album. I love Steve. I've had him on the show several times. Uh, we're going to have him again soon. His wife, very lovely, Joe. Very yes. Very- Nice people. Very nice people. I love them. Well, I know them quite well by now. I've, I've known oh, them for yeah. nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So when I flew over to London for the first time to meet them, that was nine years ago in May. Uh, lovely people. I've toured the world with them for years. And mm-hmm. we always, we, we kind of hang on day off. We would have dinner or stuff. You know, it's going to be weird. You're going to have... Genesis on the road, and then you guys are going to be on the road at the same time. Yeah. Well, but you have know, you this... met uh, Have you met Peter Gabriel? No, you know, uh, no, I haven't met anyone from the from Genesis apart from Steve. Really? No, never happened. I don't, you know, I don't expect them to show up either. Mm-hmm. But you were saying that we're going to be in. The, on the road and same at the same time well you know you have to keep in mind that steve hackett is paying tribute to the 70s music right. of genesis whereas yeah. i believe most of the music that genesis is going to present will be of later years mm-hmm. when they were so more, more successful i'll be honest with you i did not like any uh, phil collins commercial stuff at all i uh, you know a lot of people got mad at him 
I mean, he had death threats and everything when he did that because true prog guys, you know, they're it's like a religion. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. I understand. I felt sort of the same way. I mean, I mean, they are the old songs that I do like, but yeah. but the whole. I mean, they they if you listen, if you put on like an album like The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which was the one that got me into Genesis in the first yeah. place, you compare that to eight. Uh, illegal alien for instance or mm-hmm. or something you know it's, it's just it's like the magic is gone the, the gone. depth totally. is gone. The, the it's a different band i don't want to slate i don't want to criticize them i'm just saying it didn't do much for me personally me either no i was turn, but... turned off by by the whole commercial thing that phil did and doing these covers you know r&b covers and things like that but... At the same, same at the same time, you know, wasn't that sort of the the flavor of the day? I mean, the the eighties was a big major shift in music, the music industry. Right. It was just so much going on; it, it all changed. I mean, there wasn't only Genesis who changed. There was a lot of bands and mm-hmm. went new directions because maybe they wouldn't still have a record deal. I mean, I'm, who am I true. to tell? I, I don't know. But so, but you know, just it, and it's also a little bit of us becoming of age. To be honest, I mean, you know, we. You have reference points in life. Mm-hmm. You have, you have, you know, you listen to that, and then oh, what are going, what they doing now? That oh, that's not as good as it was before. But you can immediately tell because it, it, you know. But if you're new to the band, you haven't heard anything prior. You know, go figure. Mm-hmm. It's a different, different kind of issue. See, there was a good transition from Peter Gabriel to Phil Collins. Phil Collins sounded a lot like Peter Gabriel, and they continued on the prog road. I mean, I, I love. Trick of the Tale is one of my favorite albums of all time. But uh, the next generation of Genesis, I mean, uh. <laughs> we I, know. I, can't, I can't deal with it. I'd rather listen to you guys. <laughs> well, I'm going to see the show. Yeah, I love Steve anyway. He's my favorite guy from Genesis. So he's, he's a great guitar player. Uh, Tony Levin's on the album, of course, on bass. I've had I've interviewed Tony. He's another nice guy. Uh, Jonas is it Rheingold, another bass yeah. player on the album. Okay. And you know, I interviewed a guy. Uh, do you know Andy Tillerson by any chance? Yes. Yes. Well, Jonas has a project with Andy. And yeah, I just heard you about. Know it. That, you know that Jonas is also in Hackett's band. So you're right. He was in- right. In- he was an agent of mercy with me as well. So I've known Jonas mm-hmm. for many years now. I had Andy Tillerson on because I, I love the last album they did. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Steve Piggott, additional electric guitar, was also on that. And you produced the album, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Genesis Revisited a little bit. Um, yeah. How did you and Steve first meet? I know he called you on the phone out of nowhere and says he wanted you in the band. Did you meet him prior to that or he just saw you somewhere performing? Well, we we actually first met in 2009 at Lorelei, the night of the Prog Festival. He doesn't remember. So he met, you know, <laughs> no, but I was, you know, I was, there was a first show with Ages of Mercy and we shared the same, shared the same stage with Steve. Mm-hmm. I think the day before him or something, but we were there for two days. And then we played in A Coruña, Spain, 2010. It was a festival in northern Spain. Right. And Steve was with the band. That's the first time I uh, 
that was the second time I met him and he remembers that. And, and uh, so he had a, like a vague picture of me, who I was or something, but that what happened really happened was that two years later in 2012, he, the word was out. He was going to do Genesis Revisited. You know, I mean, it, it was it wasn't maybe officially out, but the promoters knew, and and you know, some people inside info went out. And and um, the guy who hosts the, the Night of the Prog Festival, his name is uh, Winfred Volklein, mm-hmm. he had said to Steve Pryor, you know, a couple of years ago, you should get Nat Silver into the band when you do the Genesis stuff. He would sound so authentic. Yeah. At the time, Steve wasn't interested because he. He was still just doing his solo stuff with the occasional Genesis song. But when this, the word came about, you know, um, that he was going to do the Genesis Revisited stuff, Winfred contacted him again and said, get Nat Silvan into the band. And so Steve and Roger King, they they went on YouTube or you know, somewhere, some streaming platform and checked me out. Um, I think one of the Ages of Mercy shows and also heard the Uniform album. Mm-hmm which made them intrigued. And so Steve, uh, I was contacted by Steve's tour manager, Brian, and uh, said that Steve, oh, would you be interested in working with Steve? And because he, he will call you. And so he, Steve did call me in April of 2012. And we discussed about 30 minutes, we had a nice talk on the phone. And then he decided I should come over and visit him. Uh, all paid for, of course, <laughs> very sweet. And, um, I, th- I think he had decided that he wanted me in, but you know, before you do that, you do want to meet the guy in person, right. check him out, check him out. So it's not some, some guy, you know, some weirdo or whatever, uh, which I hope I'm not, maybe I am to some extent, but, <laughs> but I was, I was okay enough to, to get, get the job with Steve. And so we would do for one year, 2013, we was just going to do one year and then Steve was going to go back and do the solo stuff. Well, guess what? <laughs> If Did you Genesis, have to audition? The, the, no, I no, I was the only one. He, yeah. Um, so that's that. Is and, it's, then, and it's, yeah. it's become a gig now. It's become you know the Genesis sure. visited because yeah. it it get all the Genesis nutheads coming coming out and sure. We try to give them as good show as we possibly can. Oh, it's incredible. What, what's your favorite uh, Genesis song to sing? That varies actually. Yeah. From 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 year to to year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the song that will always be close to my heart is "Supper's Ready" because it has all these ups and downs and a lot of, you know, passages and moods and different ways of singing. And it's also, you know, an, an audience favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, I also loved singing the Lamia. Yeah, I thought that was a great song to sing and. Uh, there's so many, you know. The last tour we did, we did Selling England, and I particularly enjoyed doing More Fool Me in the Battle of Epping Forest. Epping Forest is just such a tongue twister, but, you know, I rehearsed it for months to get it right. Mm-hmm. And once it, you got it down in your muscle memory, it stays there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, oh, you can't think of what you're singing, you know, then you lose it. You just go, go on autopilot. Uh, because it's so wordy. No, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, that's also one of my absolute favorite moments: the songs to sing. Epping Forest is a fun one, but you know they're all great songs. Yeah. Uh, 
my least favorite ones are the ones that I have to go in head to head voice consistently. You know, I, 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 I can't. It's okay if you go up once in a while, you know, some some words here and there. But songs like Squonk or 11th Alamar are, to me, not very easy songs to sing. They are quite challenging and, and, in a way that I find a bit daunting, you know, mm-hmm. it, because it's not really my 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 natural voice anymore. It's I have to put on that voice because it's so high. And you have to keep in mind these songs, they were recorded by, by Phil and Pete when they were in the like mid-20s. Right, that's true. And with, with age, the voice tends to go down a bit. Yeah. Do, do, you, song, sing, do you sing Entangled and Ripples on the show? Uh, I always hear a girl singing it. We've done Entangled with Ray Wilson. Right. Uh, oh, hang on. No, I, I think I did. that was the first year only. 2013 we did entangled uh we are yeah, ray was on um what was it was it the hammersmith show or was it the albert hall mm-hmm. show i can't remember now but yeah we did that the first year ripples are never sung mm-hmm. that was amanda sang it amanda lehman that's joe's steve's right. steve wife's sister she sang it on at, yeah. at the whole show mm. no but we're not going to do that now you know we're going to do seconds out right <clears throat> I had um Annie Haslam on the show recently a few days ago and she did mm-hmm. she did ripples. Uh she does a good oh, job really? on ripples. Yeah. She's so cool. We have a lot of fun together when we're when we're talking. She's a sweet, very sweet lady. She I is. met her. Yeah. 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 Like to see you do something with Annie. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm all open for it. Yeah. Just keep- just give me a bell and just throw me the song and see what, what comes up. <laughs> well, like I mentioned, the tour, uh, April 2022, uh, it's when it starts again. I think you're starting in Pennsylvania is when it begins. Yeah. And that's Florida, yeah. Florida dates. Um, let's see. We got April 19th, 20, 22nd, and 23, and you'll be at in Clearwater on the 22nd of April, 2022. And I think that'll happen because Florida is pretty wide open right now. So, And that's the year from. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wish it was sooner actually. Yeah, I know. I'm, you know, I wish I was there now because it's just raining here. I'm I'm quite, there's a lovely weather in Florida right now. Gorgeous. Beautiful right now. Yeah. 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 Well, you can be a uh, uh, what do you call it? Snowbird. I guess you can be a snowbird here. <laughs> Live here half the year. <laughs> I could. I mean, you know, I'm a U.S. I'm a U.S. citizen as well as British right, citizen. Right. And uh, uh, I could also go out to California and see my father, who just turned ninety-three. I haven't seen him in many years. Uh, really? No, I haven't seen him in five years. You need to uh, go. It's just that the thing is. Now I, c- I couldn't go because of the pandemic, obviously, you know. Mm. And when I go out touring a month on end, if we'd gone, come, we, that's when I last met him in Los Angeles, we were going to do a show. So he came in to have dinner with me. Yep. But, but then we're on to, you know, do all well. I think we went to Phoenix, Arizona after that. And and mm. it's just, you know, when you're on the road, you and you wait for such a long time. So when you, so when you finally return back home in between tours, 
you just don't want to go on a plane to America again. You know, you just you, yeah. that's okay. that's the downside of all these extensive tourings. Yeah. Now I could have had time to go and see him, but you know, I couldn't go anywhere. No one could. So <clears throat> it's a double-edged sword. Sword, really. And my my yeah. dad's ninety-six. So we're, wow. Yeah, we're a lot alike here. Same age. Yeah. I was gonna. Your dad's a pro tennis player, correct? He was a, to- a pro tennis player. Well, not anymore, of course. But, well, he you was. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> well, he, you know, I, I believe he just recently quit playing because you know he hmm. just couldn't do it anymore. But no, no, he's he he was in the. I can't exactly tell you how well he was ranked, but I know he's there's a plate. I mean, his name in Monte Carlo, and mm-hmm. he he played, you know, Wimbledon and you know those kind mm-hmm. of sh- games. So he was up there cool. in the in the mid fifties when he was in his twenties. I met my mom when he was so what was he twenty nine, mm-hmm. and she was seventeen, and they got married the year after, and I was born another year, and then let the, in fifty nine I was born. Uh, but the marriage didn't last very long. They they got divorced when I was I think I was three or four years old. It didn't work mm-hmm. out. Did you remarry? Uh, my dad has been married six times. Wow. My, yes, it's him and Henry VIII. <laughs> uh, no, his my mom was um, his first wife. Mm-hmm. But he ran into a bit of, you know, uh, he was a bit unlucky. Two, two wives passed away. And, yeah. and so, you know, you can, you can take those two out. So they were only before then. But, uh, yeah. My dad is a, quite a character. Yeah, He's very, very, very charming, but mm-hmm. maybe not the maybe not the easiest man to be married to. I don't know. Right, right. Do you do a lot of the duo calls, or you know, when you see? We we try to keep in contact, but you know, over the years, he sort mm-hmm. of lost lost the knowledge of how to Skype, and uh, right. So I I picked up the phone and called him just the other week, um, just to hear his voice and see how he was doing, mm-hmm. and it sounded just like. Always, you know, he was mm-hmm. the man is 93 and it sounded like he was 40. Yeah, Unbelievable. right. My dad's like that too. Yeah, yeah. my mom had no, Alzheimer's, so it was that was tough. Is your, your, mom, your mom is not with us anymore? No, she, she passed away about four years ago. My, yeah. my, 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 yeah, my mother passed away 12 years ago from cancer. Yeah, she was 68. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, she would be 81. She would be 81 now if she'd be alive, right. He mm. was just going to turn 69. No, it's sad, but you know, you, yeah. you get, you live on and you, you right. tend to, um, it turns into phone memories more than grief. Right, right, right. You have no choice to move on. and That's the only way. That's the only way. Yeah. You can only do so much. Some of your uh, little hobbies there are very interesting. Uh, you ride horses. Not anymore. No? Um, but, uh, no, I haven't ridden since uh, October, was it? I, I was taking care of a horse. I was borrowing a horse. <laughs> I used to have a horse back in the day, but right. no, but he 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 went, he turned ill and he's got a back injury and still isn't fixed. And so, hmm. so I just, I, I guess I'm just waiting to, you know, get that call. So he's okay now again. But yeah, yeah. I sort of lost interest a bit too, because I'm, you know, you're too say. Yeah, I've been riding. I've been riding since I was very young. I've been more, you know, like fifty years. 
off and on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm a very keen gardener. I love gardening. Uh, I just love the outdoor life mm-hmm. and living out That's here in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Since I'm living out here in the wilderness, it's uh, very inviting. Mm-hmm. You know, to go hiking or it's just for me. I just love it. I, I live in the green. It's, it's completely green all around me and the lake. Yeah, Sweden looks like a beautiful country, man. I get, I'd love to visit. I'd love to it's visit. very reminiscent to Canada, actually. It is really? Quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks mm. it looks almost Canadian, but Canada is so much bigger, of course. But yeah, yeah, it's it's we, you know it's the same kind of trees, same climate. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, we have the Gulf Stream, so it doesn't get that cold. Mm-hmm. It does in Canada, but we can get pretty cold winters. We can. But the last um, one was mine. The uh, the Vampire Trilogy that's yes. available too, right? On uh, on your website, what's going on there? Oh, well, I do I do have my little web store where you can purchase my right. albums, and I do sign them if you want me with a personal dedication. Mm-hmm. As well. I always do that. Right. I find you know if my fans are being so supportive and so sweet, and go to you my website. Fans. You have great fans purchase my albums um i i give them the i give them you know i give them the works i give them all i can awesome i have very 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 sweet fans very 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 kind fans um what do you think of world music is that something that you'd like to pursue more you know uh not sure about that uh, mm-hmm. That's I think Steve Hackett is more into that, right? I'm more of a, I think my favorite kind of kind of music is actually bluesy rock mixed really? with yeah back in from back in the early seventies stuff, uh, with, mixed with um, soul music, old mm-hmm. school soul music, mm-hmm. and, old school, yeah, yeah, and some you know like. Motown, all early stuff, um, Otis Redding and, and singers like that, um, mm-hmm. Ray Charles, uh, combined with symphony, classical music, mm-hmm. you know, and singer-songwriter stuff. I like good singers, let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to a band if they have a crap singer, just impossible. Right. <clears throat> it has, the vocals need to be absolutely up there for me. Who do you consider a uh, an excellent vocalist? Like even growing up as a kid, uh, who did you like? Oh wow, that's I, I, okay. Growing up as a kid, I don't think I was listening to the vocals in the same way as I am now, though. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Beatles and the Stones and right. and all those, you know, and bands coming out of England and, uh, but. Really, really good singer. I think I, I think one of the best singers I know is Gino Manelli. Oh, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, my goodness, yeah. can he sing? He has a, such a such a fantastic range in it. Wow, he's he always bl- blows me away. Al mm-hmm. Jiro was the one that I thought was a brilliant singer. Mm-hmm. There are, and also recent days, one of the guys that's getting close to seventy now is actually Glenn Hughes. Mm-hmm. You know the guy in Deep Purple, Deep Purple, point. yeah, yeah, and Trapeze, and 
mm-hmm. Houston Sproul. Glenn has got a phenomenal voice. He's got a new band now called Dead Daisies, the Dead Daisies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's still, he's not giving up. He just keeps getting better. <laughs> and he's going to be 69 this year. It hasn't turned out already. Incredible singer. So that's inspiring to me to listen to people that are still evolving, you know, still after 60, you still keep getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I, I've interviewed uh, Petula Clark. She's in close to 90 now and she's still touring. And uh, Are you serious? Still yeah. touring? Petula Clark. Wow. Yeah. She's cool. She lives out in, she lives in Switzerland, by the way. Yeah. She lives A lot of people in, live in Switzerland. Yeah. It's a very divided country because you got mm-hmm. the the flam the flam. What do you, I don't know how do you call, say the, the, the Sweden would say flamlandska. There was there's a connection I think with 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 Holland or something like that. That kind of language, and they got the French and the German, mm-hmm, right? So divided areas, Switzerland. And that's quite amazing considering what a small country it really is. Right. Yeah, I think how many languages can you speak? Oh, I only speak Swedish and English. Really? Yeah. I do understand all the Nordic language. I do understand Norwegian and Danish. It's very similar to Swedish, but I just tell them to slow down a bit. You know, it's, it's Scandinavian. Scandinavian, yeah. Yeah. Actually, my uh, my wife's background is from Sweden. I found mm-hmm. that out. We did one of those DNA tests. and I've just done it. I've just, I'm ju- just waiting for the... Re- really? The re- them yeah i i send off my saliva and That'd just hope that, yeah. what do you think what do you think it's going to come out to, to say well i do know i do know i do know that you know that half at least from my mother's side is swedish or scandinavian but my dad okay. is half my dad is half scottish half hungarian oh cool so i know it's going to be very there on that side yeah it comes back and says you're 30 percent nigerian and <laughs> I would be surprised if we said Nigerian. <laughs> Actually, it came back with me as 1% Nigerian. I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> My, um, it's too, too far, too far, too far back in time. You can't, you will never know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ned, here's your final question. I ask everybody this question. I get some very interesting answers. If you had a, Feel the dreams wish like the movie uh, to perform, collaborate with anyone from the past or present. Who would that be? Tricky, tricky question. <laughs> I would probably say, probably say uh, Barbara Streisand. Really? Wow. That's surprising. No, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> because so, because somebody said I look like the male equivalent to Barbara Streisand, I just oh my goodness, here we go. I don't see that at all. <laughs> it's in, it's in, it's in nose. Oh, no, no. I think but, her nose is bigger. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> but she's a brilliant singer, though. No, I'd, I'd, I'd probably say Aretha Franklin. Really? Yeah. So you you are into R and B? Yeah. Oh, good, my goodness. I mean, it's yeah. not, that's the only kind of singer that can really touch me is when I hear some really good soul music. 
you know, like Donny Hathaway, for instance. Right, right. But way, yeah. you know, so that can really, really move you with the voice. Uh, sure. It's always, always been, Elton John is always a huge favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Always have been, but especially, especially the early Elton stuff. Early up stuff. until yeah. the 70s, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think he even named an album Captain Fantastic in the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. So I, I could have been the Brown Dirt Cowboy. The Brown Dirt Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> so Aretha Franklin. Yep. Yeah. One of my I earliest memories. I interviewed Robin Trower several times and he, he says James Brown, which surprised me because I thought he'd say Jimi Hendrix, but uh, nope. I, I think Jim, James Brown was not a particularly good singer uh, in comparison to other singers. He, he was right. a shout, he was a shouter. It was all the right. wow, you know, whatever he did. Yeah, like Wilson Pickett. Yeah, but he, but he was a great mover. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, if you give me a week to to really, you know, go deep down inside myself, and I'd probably come up with some interesting names. But at the tip of my tongue, tongue, I just. Aretha's always been there. See, I th- I think you can get away with an R and B out more so than Phil Collins, because you're more diversified, eclectic. You know, you can do a lot of other things, but you know, uh, that's the thing. Where people compare me to Gabriel, and yeah. and I, I get as we're sort of in the same kind of a family of voices, if you like. But once you don't, when, once you start hearing me sing my own stuff, especially. Yeah new album you know there's much more me in there uh, because i'm not i'm not channeling i guess that you, that's what you can say when i sing genesis is uh see i don't try to sound like gabriel i don't try to sound like collins i'm just channeling the recordings i've heard mm-hmm. sure so those you know what i mean I, I just tend to sing the songs the way i've heard them oh this is the way it should be sung you know and so that's how it comes out um and and uh, I think that was when Steve heard me singing the song, so it sounds sort of authentic, really. It was Chamber of 32 Doors, so it's the first track I recorded for him. And he thought, you know, you don't sound like, sound like Peter altogether, but there are similarities, and you sort of nail mm-hmm. the same kind of a... Right. No, the emotional kind of side of things, and there you go. That's what I did. You know, I got so, excited. I wanted you on the show, not because of Jenna's Revisited, it was because I heard you on morrow.com with the new album. That's what got me excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well good. They're playing that now. That's lovely. Yeah. They play your stuff on Morrow. Morrow's the only decent prog radio station out there. I, I get a lot of my interviews from there. Anytime I hear somebody new or any, you know, that I have, haven't heard before, I'll immediately want to get them on the show. Yeah. That, well, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so now I've answered your last question. Now, what else you anything else you want to promote? I mean, you got the shows coming in twenty twenty two. You got your album out. Anything else going on? Well, we yeah, we're going out. The, we're going out on the road twenty twenty two in America, but we are actually start touring in September already in, in the UK. In we the have UK. six weeks of touring in the UK, and then we go bits around Europe and Scandinavia okay. in November. Awesome. So that's. That's the first thing that's going to happen. 
when it when it get, comes to gigs. Well, I'd like to say that you know I'm just editing, doing the last bits of editing of a new music video for "Sailing to Byzantium," right. the second new album, which yeah. is taking me a painstakingly long time because yeah. I just you know I'm so meticulous with everything, and yeah. so I'm editing it myself together with Wayne Joyner in right. America. He he threw me some bits, but it, it's it's very it's soon ready to go. Awesome. <clears throat> when can we see that? You, th- you say it's ready to go. Uh, well, <clears throat> once I've uploaded it to to Inside Out server, it takes about a okay. week before it turns out up on 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 um, YouTube and other streaming platforms. So I'd say probably it will be out not this Friday but next Friday. Great! I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah. Dad, yeah. thank you so much, man, for being on the well, show. You're you're an incredible artist. Love your music. Looking forward to an even better album (laughs) after this one. (laughs) No pressure. No, no pressure. Of course, no pressure. I actually started now. I've started writing again. uh, Good, but I I feel that probably will not have anything out until twenty twenty three. Right, right. I I I tend to release an album every second year. Yeah, good, good, and I'm just here to. After Spirit this Monday, I just don't feel there's there's no rush. You know, that that sort of, it shouldn't die so soon. It should, you know, at least be a huge seller for a year. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I think some artists put out albums too quickly sometimes, you know, every three months, four months, you know, is, you know. Um, yeah, but, you know, Enjoy I think... I think Spirit This Monday's got so much to offer, and I don't think it's an album you get tired of that easy. No, not at all. It's a classic. So, it really it's is. a wonderful. I'm very, very happy over it, over it, and just hope it will, you know, generate more interest. Well, I'm going to promote the hell out of it for you. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, Nad. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. We'll see you again next time. Hopefully oh. soon. Yes. We'll see All you the, the best so much. You too. All the best. Okay, you too. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Interviewing the Legends. Brought to you by the Publicity Works Agency. Call 941 8 or visit us at publicityworksagency.com specializing in author and music artist publicity plans we shine when we make you shine tune in to interviewing the legends every tuesday at 7 p.m pacific time on bbs radio station one